Hi, everybody. This is Dyer with Northwest Nerd, and this is a special episode, a surprise episode, actually, uh, due to the forces of timing. That is why we are releasing it now instead of our usual schedule. And that timing is because Felicia Day is touring to promote her new book, Embrace Your Weird, something I think we can all get behind. That book tour is making multiple stops in the Northwest. More details on that after the interview. Felicia Day took the time to talk with Northwest Nerd about not just the topics around this new book she's written, but also how this book is quite a bit different than what some folks might expect. Your resume is actually pretty long. I have a feeling for our listeners, I don't need to list that off. One title, though, that still keeps coming up and that I could use, but maybe I shouldn't, is Queen of Geeks. But anybody who read your last book kind of knows that you aren't exactly a fan of that term, are you? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I prefer Grand Duchess. It's a little more innocuous. <laughs> Grand Duchess, uh, okay. A queen invites a revolution, and I'm not, uh, I'm not... I'm not better than anyone else, so I I think Grand Duchess is at least a, a, a nice sidestep to okay. that title. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I, I guess I could go for like a count or something, Duke, something like that. Okay, yeah, a vicomte. Yeah, Count Dyer, something like that. I don't know. When it comes to titles, I've uh, I've always felt that folks like yourself that have kind of come along, it almost seems like fans like seeing someone that they can relate to and likes to see them win. Um, and I, I would definitely say that you've had some wins on, on your end, too. Geek and Sundry was definitely a success. Uh, that was coming on yeah. after the Guild and so forth. Do you feel that you have had, I don't, know, I don't know if I should use the word heroes, or folks that you have admired in your past? And how have you exactly expressed that admiration? Um, you know, I think Joss Whedon is kind of a mentor and hero to me. Um, his, his ability to build community and uh, and show that everybody has a place in this world and everybody should have a voice and the idea that family is who you kind of have around you is, is super important to me. Um, you know, I wasn't really part of the geek world, you know, the main, you know, the more convention mainstream geek world because I was homeschooled. I was just kind of doing my own thing. I certainly fit in, but I didn't consider myself part of anything until I was on Buffy and then I felt like I belonged somewhere and these were my people. And so that really helped, you know, spur everything I do in my uh, career. So I guess you you could definitely trace it back to him. You've been to many conventions since then, I, I get a feeling. Yes, I love them. I think, I mean, they're part of my business, but also I just love them. I would rather be at a convention than in Hollywood. I feel much more comfortable there, that's for sure. <laughs> I had the same experience when I went to the first Comic-Con in Seattle here uh, to see Patrick Stewart. And um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was almost just like this breath of air just filled me up, and I just, oh, here's my people. Um, yeah, I feel comfortable. I can be myself without, like, you know, feeling weird or outcast. And that's everyone should have that in their lives, wherever it is you belong. That sense of inclusion that you kind of just mentioned, though, um, kind of has been a theme through both your books. First, your memoir. Um, you're never weird on the Internet, almost. After that, though, I, I noticed that you said that you kind of had yourself covered. You accomplished getting yourself on the page. This second book kind of deals with some of the same territory, but it's not the same. Can you kind of explain that? Yeah. I mean, my memoir was about me. It was about my journey from being a weird homeschool girl to uh, going to college super early to uh, moving to L.A. thinking I was going to be a star overnight, which I was not, um, and then kind of stumbling upon uh, taking 
my career into my own hands, writing and then shooting videos in my garage and then finding success through just being myself um, in control of everything. And I think that's so gratifying because, I mean, I've, I've bootstrapped everything. I've learned everything by fire. And that journey kind of inspired people to tell me they've started creating because of me and they got help because of their anxiety because of me. And I, uh, you know, I'm in the business of entertaining people, but when you can create meaning in that entertainment, it, it makes it so much more important and uh, motivating. And so I wanted to uh, follow my memoir up with a book that kind of put that spirit into other people's hands. I wanted to, you know, care about other people. Like, how do I help other people be more creative, be more themselves, embrace themselves and show their differences to the world with pride. And so I wanted to make, you know, that's how this book came about. It's an interactive workbook, kind of. It has a lot of writing, but also it's uh, interactive in that he has exercises along the way that people will do inside the book, ideally. And hopefully that journey together uh, by the end will lead people to a more creative, uh, fun-filled life. So I did actually, I want to ask you about that, the interactive aspect of it. I mean, without giving too much away, is there an example you can kind of give of what this book will do? I mean, ideally, the book will allow, you know, the book is a process. It's sort of a hero's journey of kind of rebuilding your character and setting off on a quest um, in, in, in a very nerdy under underlying tone. Um, I want it to be fun and funny. So there's a lot of uh, goofy exercises where you're supposed to draw things as bad as you possibly can. There's um, kind of exercises about combing through your childhood and thinking about the things that you love that maybe you forgot in your life now. Um, there are analogies to monsters being kind of your greatest fears and things like that. So it's all playful, but it is all kind of self-improvement uh, stuff in, in, in order to uncover, you know, maybe that creator that doesn't have a voice inside of you that you really need to let out. So, you know, self-help books are something that I've gravitated toward over the years um, and, you know, searching for my identity, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. But I didn't really see ones that were funny and whimsical and kind of infused play into the process versus kind of being luxury or very new agey and, and extra spiritual, which is not my style. Um, and so I wanted to make a, a different kind of book that would be a, a fun journey to go on together. A, cu a couple things that you just said there, though, kind of, it, I don't know if this is what you were going for at all, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, mm -hmm. seem to touch upon almost like a mindfulness aspect, talk about like drawing or somehow kind of removing yourself and entering something from another angle or perspective. Is, is that somewhat you're going for? I mean, mindfulness in that uh, being more aware of your uh, the moment around you, yeah. for sure. Like, I mean, we can only we can only stretch time within the time that we have. We mm -hmm. can't elongate it necessarily. And so, you know, I do. You know, I'm not necessarily a huge meditator. I do a little bit of it before bedtime because I'm an anxious person and I need to sleep better. <laughs> um, you know that. That kind of uh, vocabulary is very popular now. It's not necessarily what I put in the book, um, but I believe, you know, creativity is a, a form of self-care, and I think that's something people don't really talk about. Um, being creative is uh, kind of forces you to be authentic to yourself and let your voice out into the world in some form of expression, whether, whether it's writing or painting or building or um, knitting or anything. Uh, that is an expression of you as a unique person, and I think that to be a healthy person, you are in some way expressing yourself to the world and seeing how it impacts other people. That's kind of the definition of living to me. And so, yeah, there is a mindfulness aspect to it, but I, uh, I do it in a way that's fun and funny. And you're right, from a different angle than we've seen before, right. because 
especially when you talk about perfectionism and being yourself and all that stuff, it's, it, it kind of doesn't mean anything. It's just phrases we hear a lot and it doesn't feel like I could do anything about them. Right. So I try to surprise people and come about it from a playful way that kind of knocks out those uh, like uh, phrases that we are overly used to and tries to frame them in a different way. You know, and for those who haven't caught up with your memoir uh, yet, and they should, what, <laughs> what has what has been your personal experience with anxiety? Well, anxiety is kind of my uh, my Darth Vader in a sense. Uh, <laughs> I have uh, always been a super anxious person. I was homeschooled and very sheltered as a child, so social anxiety is something I battle with on a daily basis. But also performance anxiety, which is ironic considering I'm an actor and a performer. Right. But uh, it's it's really been a nemesis to me, and I, I know for a fact has held me back as an actor because of certain, you know, auditioning and being judged is very hard for me. Um, so, and, and I kind of, all my whole life, kind of just figured that was part and parcel of who I am as my genetic makeup and what was I going to do about it. And so when I finally started realizing that my process didn't need my anxiety to be more creative. It didn't need to rule my world and I didn't have to always keep working around it because there are ways to deal with it in a, in a productive, healthy way. It became kind of my mission to do, see what can I do that kind of, uh, you know, soothes this sort of anxious beast inside of me. Um, and I realized it's not really me. It's actually a companion I carry along with me that will always spring up in unfamiliar situations or situations where I'm judged. But um, there are things that I've learned to get out of my uh, back pocket and be able to deal with it so it doesn't just rule my life and rule the moment and make me uh, a less happy person. So, yeah, it's certainly a mission in my life. And and, that, and ever since I did that, I realized, oh, wow, we can all work at besting our inner demons because they're also, uh, there are ways to cope with any anything that, that is, uh, springs up. And that's why a lot of the book is about confronting enemies like powerlessness and anxiety and, uh, you know, uh, perfectionism, jealousy, things like that that spring up um, in the process of creativity, but underneath really are, are a big part of our daily lives, no matter what we're making. You know, that, that kind of raises a, a curiosity. And, it's, and this is probably a half, you know, selfish uh, question for myself. Anxiety is another <laughs> territory that I deal with personally. But creativity and expression, you mentioned that a couple times. And it just seems to be that that's kind of like a common theme in your life. Um, you know, I could point to... Uh, acting. Uh, thank you for buffing Supernatural, by the way. Uh, the web series, uh, Geek and Sundry, yeah. Entrepreneurship. I could even throw that in there. Um, your resume is quite creative. So do you feel that some way, was that you tackling some of this anxiety in a way, or am I coming at that wrong? I mean, for sure, uh, the, 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 the places that I really thrive are when I know I'm being authentic and true to myself, and yeah. I'm not pretending to be somebody else or try to fit into a mold that I don't feel comfortable or authentic in. So yeah, I, all my greatest successes are when I feel enthusiasm about something or joy about something and I want to share it with other people and whatever through whatever expression, writing, acting, you know, even business. That was a very creative business in that I would I didn't do it like anybody else. You know, I did it in a very grassroots way. I highlighted things that people did not think on the outside that would be successful, like Magic the Gathering, tabletop games, D&D. We were, you know, one of the first out of the gate for all of those subjects. And I, it was just a mere enthusiasm of like, I think other people will enjoy this because I love it so much. So everything I do is sort of, uh, you're right, like a, uh, an expression of my own creativity. But it's also just, 
I think creativity is uh, how we express ourselves to the world. Like, how do you, um, they say, a char- you know a character by what they do, right? Um, that's how you define character when you're writing. And so we, we, we define ourselves to the world and to ourselves by what we do. So if we're doing more that's authentic to us, we're showing the world more and we're learning more about ourselves. So I think it's, it's almost like a co- that constant output further defines who we are because we're all really interesting and we change as we get older. And so you kind of constantly have to be redefining yourselves and really refinding the edges of yourself. And that's why I think if you can constantly be outputting, you're, uh, you're really actualizing who you could be and need to be. That, uh, that sentiment of learning or self-discovery, uh, embracing your weird, uh, as you put it, uh, it, it's a common theme. I'm, I'm curious, with this most recent book, um, as unique as it is, uh, did you learn anything? What, what did you learn by writing it? Oh, for sure. I learned quite a bit. I think with anything we do creatively, we're not just kind of like, here's a thing I made. I think it's like we're learning during the process and we're a better, a stronger creator after we finish anything. That's why I think the biggest thing I've learned is just make something and, fit and see it through doesn't matter if it's well received it doesn't matter by you or anybody else it doesn't matter if it's perfect it doesn't matter if anybody ever sees it besides you it is a, a step along the journey of, of who you are and it was important to get through so you could get to the next journey <laughs> and the next creation um, and so doing this book you know the I was constantly having to reevaluate myself um, try to reframe my own problems in a way that made them consumable for other people and in doing so and trying to be surprising and clever and witty and fun and nerdy, um, I am able to approach things in a, in a very different way, like uh, jealousy or regret or um, how I face my fears when I go out in public or how I get through writer's block when it springs up, because it did many times in this book, but also in everything else I do, because um, it's all about the work. And I think that's the core of what the book is in a sense, you know, there's, you're not going to magically become a a famous movie star just because you want it really hard, but you can be the best actor you can be through the work of it. And whether the external comes and praises you or not, that's not within your control. You can only control your own work. And, uh, and that really helps me when I'm writing and I just, I'm blocked and I, my impulse is to sit down and wait 10 days to see if lightning will strike. <laughs> but at the same time, if I could just work through that problem and I could get to the next one, I can always come back. I can learn something through going through the problem and I'll actually be further ahead. And that's really one of the one of the most important things in creativity. Just keep moving ahead. Right. I like that. Well, my, my, my last question for you then um, dovetails off of a question, I believe, uh, as far as I can tell, the most common question that you get, especially after <laughs> you release a book, which is uh, what fiction book would you like to write? Because you always mention that you want to write a fiction book of some kind. I, I think we've heard a lot about what you've uh, what you'd like to write, uh, stuff that involves zombies and maybe fairies and things like that. And if you want to expand <laughs> on that, you're more than welcome. I'm curious, what book what do you not want to write? What is the last thing that you would ever want to find yourself writing? Oh, my gosh. Um, that's a good question. I mean, I think, uh, um, you know, I, I, I don't think I would ever. I mean, this is that's a good question. I don't know if I could ever write like a straight mystery because right. I don't know if I'm particularly clever enough, not clever, but just it, I'm not drawn to kind of putting puzzle pieces together in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just not me. So I think mystery would probably be the least. I could see myself writing a romance novel or a YA novel or a fantasy novel very easily. 
I even could see myself trying to kind of like write a, like a literary coming of age novel.、Oh. Um, you know, I could see maybe one day when I'm much older. <laughs> Personally, I would like to do、uh, a, a girl with a sword. That's kind of my. My dream, but you know that sounds like can, a perfect can, title for a book, right there. Girl with a sword. Girl with a sword, exactly. Believe me, it's on the list. <laughs> a very special thank you to Felicia Day for taking the time to talk with Northwest Nerd. She is stopping in the Northwest to promote Embrace Your Weird, starting on October 10th in Bellingham at Western Washington University's Performing Arts Center. Next stop is on October 11th in Seattle at the University Temple Methodist Church, and finally in the Northwest, October 12th in Beaverton, Oregon, at Powell's Books at Cedar Hills Crossing. She's going to finish out the tour on October 19th in LA at Dynasty Typewriter. That's not in the Northwest, but as listeners know, I just really like typewriters. So, Embrace Your Weird is out now, and it is available on well, just about any online ordering platform you can think of. As is her memoir, "You're Never Weird on the Internet." Almost, you can get more information at her website, FeliciaDayBook.com. And as always, a further thank you to the Hoot Hoots who have provided Northwest Nerds great theme music. We have another episode coming up later this week. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss out on any of that. And until next time, this is Dyer Oxley with Northwest Nerds.